The Crossroads Podcast. Coming out of the heart of West Memphis, Arkansas. The host is none other than Dr. Lee Adams coming out of Memphis, Tennessee. Today's episode will be about using God's medicine for our abundant living. Many times we find that our medications have so many side effects, but when we use God's medicine, there is no side effects. We are patiently waiting right now for our host to come online and to get connected to where we can move forward in this podcast. Our host, Dr. Lee Adams, he is connected now and we're going to turn it over to you, Dr. Adams. We want to welcome you to your podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Dr. Bruce. Thank you so very much for hosting this podcast on this Saturday, November 28, AD 2020. Wanna thank God for you. We trust and pray that you along with our listening audience had an outstanding day of Thanksgiving as well as the day after and today as well. Thank you so very much for tuning us in on today. And we welcome you to our podcast, Crossroads, where our symbols are the interstate markings of Interstate 40 and Interstate 55, where North and South meets East and West, where we're coming together. And in that coming together is the epicenter and the center point, it is the crossroads. It is where we discussed contemporary topics of interest with leading men and women in business and in industry, in religion and in education, in politics and in government, in community development, in public safety, in health and wellness issues, and all other issues that are major concern to us as individuals, groups, and as a nation. I wanna thank you today. This is a historic day. This is the last Saturday of the month of November of AD 2020. We will not see this day again in the month of November. And so we have had our beginning, and now we're having the end of the month podcast. And we pray that we'll be able to continue on in the coming months, as well as the coming year. Thank you so very much. As we continue our topic today, using God's medicine for abundant living, using God's medicine, using what the Most High has provided us for our health and for our wellness. And all of our uh, commentary today 
is actually biblically based. It's no smoking mirror. It is what God has provided for us from the beginning when he provided everything that we need and is recorded in the book of Genesis. And so we know that God's words are stepping stones and not stumbling blocks. Whatever God says is true. And he says that his word is medicine. It's good for our health, good for the marrow, good for the joints, good for the bones, good for the healing of the nations. And in his medicine, healing is found in the plants, in the trees, in the roots, in the stems, in the bark, in flowers, in seeds, and even in fruit. All nature has health benefits, even our air that we breathe, our water that we drink, the earth that brings forth the substances that we use to eat and to sustain ourselves and brings forth the medicinals. Even our sun, which is a great uh, source of vitamin D for all of us. And so God has provided all of these things for our health and for our wellness. And we're talking about using God's medicine for abundant living. John 2, 3 John said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper it. He wants us to maintain a balanced equilibrium. And I want to thank God for that because we have to have uh, the faculty of our being all uh, working in equilibrium, our physical and our emotional, our mental, uh, our social, as well as our spiritual well-being, all needs to be in harmony with one another. And if it is not, then there is a stunting uh, there is a, uh, a lack of growth that will uh, not take place, that will uh, stunt us. Uh, and so his desire is that we be in health and prosper. We cannot get all of this uh, physical, uh, the monetarily, uh, as far as that concerned, financially being healthy, and we spend all of our lives trying to get financially secure. And many times what happens is we pay a price at the expense of our physical, mental, and emotional, and even spiritual well-being. And all that we get many times, some people uh, work very hard to get it. And then once they get it financially, 
They have got to use all of their finances in order to try to get their health and, and their wellness back in equilibrium with each other. And so our desire is to share with you uh, and to reveal God's awesome provisions and to equip you uh, to build uh, and to receive and to minister in the healing power of the medicine of God. And his DNA is in nature from Genesis through Revelation. There are some scriptures that we will quote that come from the Holy Writ that will uh, give us a basis of stating why we believe that the word of God contains everything that we need in order to sustain us while we're on this earth. I want to let you know that we're not here to try to discount anything that has been done through medical science because medical science has its place and helps us to be able to combat some things that we have knowledge not of. But the more knowledge we have, the more power we have, and knowledge certainly is power. I'm reminded today, and, and I want to say to you, uh, to each of you today, uh, that if you're on the line, and if you're listening in, and if you have uh, a desire to, uh, to discuss, there is a box that you can input uh, your questions or your comments. Uh, we have our producer, uh, Dr. Bruce Smith, who is certainly well-versed uh, as well. Uh, Pastor Alan Young, uh, Prosperity uh, Church, uh, the team of Dunn and Shanta Parish, uh, who are listening in. And if you so desire, if there is something that you want to discuss, you certainly are welcome to do so. I leave your comments with us. One of the things that I want to discuss today is from the Word of God. The first part of this discussion, we're going to talk from a biblical basis and we're going to look at what God's word has to say uh, about uh, his medicine. And then we're going to look at some of the uh, uh, oils and spices uh, that God uh, has provided for the Almighty, has provided for us, that we are to uh, be able to use uh, for our health and for our wellness. If you will just bear with me as I kind of cross-reference some of these uh, uh, scriptures. Uh, in Exodus 30, 22 through 25, uh, Moses is given uh, a formula uh, for a compound 
uh, after the art of the apothecary. He said that it shall be holy anointing oil, and he mentions pure myrrh, sweet cinnamon, sweet calabas, cassia, and olive oil. This was a, a, a mixture that God himself gave to Moses for the children of Israel to use and for Moses uh, to dispense as well as Aaron, who was the high priest, as an anointing oil uh, for the people as well as for himself. And so we can see all of these came out of the plants. They came out of the ground. Uh, they came from the trees, uh, the fruit. Uh, he emphasizes sweet cinnamon and sweet calibus, uh, the, the taste of it uh, that brings uh, our uh, taste buds uh, as being a faculty of enjoyment for what God has provided for us. Even in the Song of Solomon and chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, he says, Thy plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, camphor with spikenard, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon with all trees of frankincense and myrrh and aloes and with the chief spices. And we know that Solomon had been designated as he who is uh, the wisest human, amen, that ever lived. And he understood the value of God's medicine upon the healing uh, of the people talks about pomegranates, those grapes. Uh, yeah, grapes, uh, the grape seed, the seed in the pomegranate. Uh, many of us uh, love to use grape seed oil. Uh, so the, the, the fruit is good and the seed bearing oil is pleasant for us and for our skin and for our medicinals. Then he talks about the camphor with the spikenard. And everybody knows when you read about uh, the woman who met Jesus uh, at the house, she had an alabaster box of spikenard, very precious. And so we see these other types of fragrances along with the cinnamon, which was also given to Moses as well. Then we have the frankincense and the myrrh, uh, which was brought to the infant Jesus by men who came from the East to present their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These are the most uh, valued of oils, the frankincense, called the king of oils, the one that was brought to the king to present to him upon his birth. 
And Matthew records it in 2 and 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. They gave him uh their entire, the faculty of their being. They turned it over to him. And that's what they did. They bowed down and surrendered themselves to him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so we have from the beginning in Genesis, we have throughout the Old Testament, we have instances of the use of these oils and these spices for our health and for our wellness. And even later on in Genesis, when Joseph had been sold, into slavery and his brothers had come to Egypt to buy grain. And Joseph told the brethren not to come back without their little brother, Benjamin. And they told their father and their father Israel said unto them, if it must be so now do this, take of the best fruits in the land, in your vessels, and carry down the man whom they did not know was their brother Joseph. They carry down a man a present, a little balm. What is a little balm? It's a medicinal plant. It's a fragrant plant. It's a healing plant. Amen. It's a plant that's good for revitalization and renewal. He said, take the man a little balm and a little honey, honey made from uh, nature, God using a little insect, a bee, to produce such sweet, delectable uh, fruit called honey. Then he said, take the spices and myrrh, Wow, myrrh, spices and myrrh, and take nuts and take almonds and present to that man. Well, I want to tell you uh, that God has medicine for us. And then later on, after 400 years in Egypt, when the children of Israel had crossed from Egypt across the Red Sea, and they were traveling. The Bible says, the word of God says, that they came to Marah, a place called Marah. They had gotten thirsty with such a great caravan of, of pilgrims. They would need a tremendous amount of water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And I want to tell you, I want to just put a pen right there and say, and say to you that life sometimes brings to us waters that are bitter. 
our tears become water that is bitter. Our problems, situations, and circumstances has us drinking bitter waters. And so the children of Israel could not drink of the waters of Marah. But then Moses cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. In other words, there was an antidote. There was something that God had provided in that particular tree that negated the effects of the bitterness that was in the water. And so we have to understand that we must use God's medicine for health and for our wellness, not as a supplement, but as an originator and not a duplicator because variety is the spice of life. Notice even in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, one through three, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamb in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of it were for the healing of the nations. My brothers and sisters and my friends today, go to your pharmacy, walk down the aisles, look up and down and see all of the medicines. Look at all of the compounds and everything that has been derived from the Almighty that is brought to us in the beginning. I don't want to uh, belabor anything on today, but if you're on the podcast on this morning and you desire to have a word of expression, because this is not mine, it belongs to him, and so do we. And we're just instruments of his will. And our desire is that his will be done in the earth realm as well as it is in the spiritual realm. And if you're on the line on this morning, you may have come in at this time. Good morning, Dr. Adams, Pastor Young. I was looking at this uh, thyme and for uses uh, that, that, it, that it's utilized for. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, expounding on some of the uses of uh, thyme. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let me just say that thank you, Pastor Young. Um, and I, I think you're talking about T-H-Y-M-E. 
That is correct. OIO. Okay, yes. before we do that, let me just uh, talk about uh, properties of essential oils. Uh, and I'm going to start with that, uh, with the A, uh, antibacterial. Uh, that's an agent that prevents uh, the growth uh, of bacteria or even destroys bacteria. Uh, then there are those that are antidepressant. An antidepressant is an agent that helps uh, alleviate depression. Uh, antifungal, an agent that prevents and combats fungal infection. Anti-infectious, an agent that prevents and combats the spread of germs. Anti-inflammatory, an agent that alle alleviates inflammation. Antimicrobial, an agent that resists or destroys pathogenic microorganisms. Antiparasitic, an agent that prevents and destroys parasites. Antirheumatic, an agent that helps prevent and relieve rheumatism. Antiseptic, an agent that destroys and prevents the development of microbes. Antispasmodic, an agent that prevents and eases spasms or convulsions. Antiviral, a substance that inhibits the growth of a virus. Analgesic, a substance that relieves pain. Immune stimulant, an agent that stimulates the natural defense mechanisms of the body. And I said all of that to say uh, that when we're dealing with oils, whether single oils or blended oils, that is all that are uh, brought together in a synergistic effect, uh, they all have more than one property. And many times in our uh, uh, prescription medicines, uh, it only targets uh, one thing, uh, one problem or one issue. But with the essential oils, uh, they target many systems of the body uh, because of their various properties. And so when we're dealing with thyme oil, uh, some call it thyme, some call it thyme, uh, whatever it is, uh, pronunciation, uh, we're talking about the same oils. Uh, they have been rated. These oils have been rated. Uh, and so when you're talking about thyme oils, I'm going to give you uh, most of the properties and then you can see where they uh, stack up. Uh, with thyme, uh, it's antibacterial, so it destroys bacteria. Uh, it is also what we call anti-catarrhal. Uh, it helps to remove excess to tar uh, and mucus from your respiratory system. So it is a good oil if you're having respiratory problems, uh, mucus buildup uh, in your throat, in your lungs, uh, 
and probably I would say uh, helps to drain your sinus as well. One of the uh, another benefit, uh, which is a great benefit, is that uh, it is also antifungal, which means it prevents and combats fungal infection. Uh, thyme uh, is also antimicrobial, and that is uh, it resists and destroys pathogenic microorganisms. And many times we don't know what's going on in our bodies. And I'll often say that the lumps and the bumps and the bruises and all of the different things that we see on the outside are actually manifestations of an inward condition that has been brought to the front. And these things don't happen many times overnight, but uh, just like a little le uh, yeast uh, in, 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 in the bread, amen, uh, they start working themselves uh, gradually and more gradually until they manifest themselves into something that we can see visibly. And so uh, many times uh, microbes and germs and viruses uh, are manifesting themselves. And then uh, when we see what we see, uh, that's when we try to uh, treat what we see. Dr. Uh, and so they are anti and micro antimicrobial. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. There was a question asked uh, and it said, Dr. Adams, why doesn't the church promote national remedies of the Bible more? Okay. I will answer that question in just a minute when I finish uh, just wrapping up with Dr. Young. Okay. I thank you so very much for bringing that uh, to my uh, to my attention. Thank you so very much. Uh, Dr. Young, not only is time uh, antimicrobial, uh, it is also antiparasitic. It kills parasites. Uh, it's antiarrhythmatic. Um, and so uh, it prevents and relieves rheumatism. Uh, antispasmodic, uh, eases and prevents spasms and convulsions. Uh, certainly, uh, it promotes our immune system. Uh, it's an immune stimulant. So it helps us uh, when we become sluggish and when our uh, cellular uh, um, activity starts to weaken it will act as a stimulant uh, to ex extend and expand our cell life. And last but not least on this oil, it is an antiviral oil. And that is, it is a substance that inhibits the growth of a virus. So time is an outstanding oil. And one of the things that I will say uh, about our company, 
uh, doTERRA and all of us that are practitioners, we do have our website and you can go on that website as well. Uh, and later on, I will give you uh, my website. And if you have one as well, uh, you can also give yours. And uh, I hope that that uh, helps to answer your question, uh, Dr. Young. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Dr. Adam. That answers me. Uh, it clears up everything I, I was thinking about there. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we, we're certainly thankful uh, for you asking that question. Um, and uh, if there are any questions, uh, now we'll get to uh, another question. Um, Dr. Adams, why doesn't the church promote natural remedies of the Bible more? I think, uh, and let me just say that that's an outstanding question. And you, we would think, you would think that we who are Bible believers, uh, as they say in the South, Bible totals and Bible quoters, uh, and we say that uh, the, the word of God is inerrant, that it is without error, and, uh, and that it is true. Then the question becomes, why doesn't the church promote nat natural remedies of the Bible more? And I think uh, we have to go back uh, because if you will look in uh, days of antiquity, if I could say that, uh, modern medicine uh, and medicinal approaches through uh, modern medicine, uh, people did not have the access to the physicians that we have now. And so they relied more on nature. They relied more on the midwives and they relied more on natural medicine. Now, let me also say this, that many of the early physicians practice natural medical cures, natural remedies. If you will study uh, the Greek uh, physicians, you will discover uh, when you also will study the Chinese medical uh, practice, you will discover that they were practitioners. They were practitioners of using nature in the healing process. They were more into the surgical, whereas when people needed certain things removed, they would practice uh, surgery on them, but they would also use what nature had provided in order to bring about the healing process. Now, over time, 
unfortunately, Western medicine, in order to validate pharmaceuticals and that which is manufactured, it was beginning to be promoted more over than what God's remedy had been. And so there is a saying that he who has the gold rules, and that's the golden rule. And so because modern medicine had the money and had the means and had the power, it began to promote that which they manufactured over the word of God and natural healing. And so how did the church become so confused about this? Well, you have to understand who was controlling the church. The church was controlled for the most part after Jesus, the Western church came into the hands of the Roman Catholic religion. And that's where the church started promoting modern medicine over natural healing for people. And it has progressed ever since. And unfortunately, because of things such as now pandemics, because of the viruses and the plagues, and now we see that even many of our pastors are promoting the finding of a vaccine to eradicate the plague, the virus, the bacteria, the germs, because we have been propagandized. We have been brainwashed into believing that modern medicine has the answer and God's medicine has been relegated to second and third class. And unfortunately, the church has bought into modern medicine. The second thing is, is availability. Availability. And now that has been, now has become less of a problem when you have companies such as doTERRA and others who are now sourcing God's man, uh, God's made, God made medicine, excuse me, from all over the world and is now bringing it back to us. And I want to say uh, to you for asking that question uh, that we're going to see more and more as more uh, information is made available as we receive 
more and more research results because one of the things that has hindered us is the fact that modern medicine always uses as its uh, uh, validation what does research say. And you and I know that the National Institute of Health, the Center for Disease Control, and all of these other institutes are not going to promote natural healing and natural remedies over that which is man-made because they can't put a patent on it. That's one of the reasons. And so that's why I asked you to go to your pharmacy and check and see all of the various compounds, medicines, and everything else that's on the shelves, shelf after shelf, row after row. And you will discover that we have had an uphill battle, even in the church, to bring back natural remedies and to trust God's word for our healing and for our deliverance. And so we, we're going to see more of it because men and women like you are going to help to promote what God's words has to say about his medicine for abundant living. And I hope you, uh, uh, that, that has touched on uh, your question and I've given you somewhat of a capsule answer. I don't have all of the time to really delve into every aspect of it, but basically uh, that's what it is in, in addition to what some would call capitalism. And so uh, hopefully in the very near future, uh, we know hopefully in the near future that you will help us to promote more of God's medicine for abundant living. Now, in is, is there any other question, Dr. Smith? Do we have any other question on the board? I know sometimes my answers may seem choppy uh, and kind of half uh, feeling, you know, feeling for it. And it's not that I don't know the answer. It's just that it's kind of hard to put answers into its proper context uh, in a fluid way that would uh, make it all seem like it's flowing. Uh, and there is so much to be said about God's medicine for abundant living. And so I want to thank you so very much uh, for that. Now, one of the things that I did want to bring to you in just a few minutes that we have left, I want to say to you, let me give you my website. And it is my.doterra.com slash Adams. My dot doTERRA, D-O-T-E-R-R-A, dot com slash Adams. 
Now, and the reason I'm saying that because you can go to uh, our website and you can get more information that you may want to get. And you can always ask us because there is power in knowledge. And the more we know, the more we're armed to tell others. Now, that we have uh, discussed the properties of essential oils, James in 5 and 13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So all of this comes into play when we trust in God and trust in what he has provided for our help and for our wellness. There are oils and spices in the Bible. Uh, aloes and sandalwood is mentioned in John. It's mentioned in Numbers. It's mentioned in Proverbs. It's also mentioned in the Song of Solomon. Cassia is mentioned in Exodus, in the Psalms, and in Ezekiel. Cedar and cedar wood is mentioned in 1 Kings. And there are 69 references of cedar and cedar wood in the Old Testament. And cedar wood oil is one of our oils that we also carry in our doTERRA brand line. Cypress. Isaiah 16, 13 is referenced 20 times in the Old Testament. Frankincense is also in the New Testament as well as in the Old. It's referenced 21 times in the Old Testament. Uh, hyssop, used for medicinal and religious purposes 10 times in the Old Testament, and two in the New Testament. Myrrh, used in sacred oil and perfume, is four-time reference, 14-time reference in the Old Testament, and three in the New Testament. Myrtle is for medicine, six references in the Old Testament. Uh, Rose of Sharon and the Song of Solomon, Spike Nod, it threw references in the Old Testament and two in the New Testament. And so we can see that uh, oils and spices are part of God's desire for our DNA to be used. Now, I would say to you that if you were to ask me, what are some of the best oils? to use for health and wellness. I would give you uh, perhaps uh, my top nine or top 10. And they are clove. And these are oils are not expensive. Probably 
the most expensive one. powerful antioxidant it's good it pos possesses powerful antioxidant properties for your stomach for your circulation for your cardiovascular health and also for a healthy immune system clove is a great oil lavender lavender is called a universal oil it has so many uses uh, and there is a saying that whenever in doubt, use lavender. It's calming and relaxing. It's good for your skin. Uh, it eases uh, muscle tensions in your head and neck. Uh, it promotes relaxation. And you can use it for a restful night's sleep. Lemon, a great oil for cleansing and uplifting. Uh, it's soothing. And it helps you if you have an irrita irritated throat. Uh, it purifies the air. It disinfects surfaces. I always put a drop of lemon oil when I'm doing the dishes at home. I will put a drop of lemon oil either uh, when I'm doing dishes in the sink or when I'm doing dishes in the dishwasher with the detergent. It is a great grease cutter. Uh, it is a great uh, oil that helps to shine uh, your silverware as well as clears your glasses. Uh, and also, when I feel the onset of a cold sore, I will put a drop of lemon right on uh, part of my lip and wherever the affected area and I'm going to tell you, if you do it at night, and you put a drop or two on there in the morning, your cold sore has disappeared. It's a great oil. Lemongrass is good for the muscles, joints. Uh, and it's good to support your health and digestion. It purifies and tones the skin. Melaleuca. Oh, what a great oil. It is also called tea tree. It helps your skin. Uh, it helps your inside uh, immune system. It is a great, great oil. It soothes and rejuvenates uh, minor skin irritations. It protects against environmental and seasonal threats. It is a great oil. It can also be taken uh, with other oils as well. Oregano. Wow. That's a great oil. Oregano, is, it knocks out colds. Uh, it knocks out fevers. Uh, it uh, uh, maintains your uh, immune system. Uh, you can take it with other oils like lavender and peppermint. Uh, it helps with your respiratory function. It'll open you up and uh, your digestive uh, system. It promotes the secretion of digestive uh, juices. Another oil 
is peppermint. Peppermint, good for upset stomach, good to ease the muscle tensions, alleviates upset stomachs, uh, re-energizes you. And also, uh, if you're congested, uh, you can take peppermint with a carrier oil and put it in your chest cavity. And it is good for your breathing. Put it some a drop in your hand and breathe it uh, through your nostrils and watch your nasal cavities open up. It's also good as an antiviral oil. And perhaps Dr. Young will be able to tell us what his mixture is for antiviral. The other one is, last but not least, is cinnamon bark oil. And according to studies, this oil fights viruses and infectious diseases. I have read that said that testing has yet to find a virus, bacteria, or fungus that can survive in its presence. I love cinnamon bark oil. It's a small bottle, 5 ml, but it packs a powerful punch. And when you put these oils together as a blend, when you blend all these oils together, such as what we call on guard uh, blend that has all of these oils in them, I tell you, you have a protection that is second to none. Orange peel oil, clove bud oil, cinnamon bark oil, eucalyptus leaf oil, rosemary oil, cinnamon leaf oil, oregano leaf oil, melissa leaf oil, which is also known as lemon balm, as well as black pepper seed oil. And when you put these together in what is known as a protective blend, and our company does have some in capsule form, so you don't have to try to buy all of these oils at one time. Just get the protective blend, and I tell you, it will pack a powerful punch. If you want the cinnamon and the other single oils, you can get them as well. But I'm telling you that when you use them, they are going to provide protection for your entire system. And you don't know, you may not have the corona, the COVID, but somebody else might. And we just can't look at people and decide and determine who does and who doesn't. And I want to tell you that an ounce of prevention is cer certainly worth more than a pound of cure. Uh, Dr. Young, uh, yes, what, you, what do you use? What do you usually use? I use the clove, Dr. Uh, uh, Adams. Clove is, is, is one of my primary uses for anti bacterial, antifungus, as well as uh, I use clove, I use the oregano oil, which you mentioned already, and I use also the uh, the peppermint. Uh, uh, that's about the only one that, that you didn't name. You named melaleuca, but I like the uh, peppermint because it's a, it's an antioxidant, it's an antibacterial, uh, it, it, it's good for cold sores, for colon polyps, uh, so 
peppermint oil is a great oil uh, as well as the other that, that you name. But the one that I use, I use it for antibacterial, uh, antifungus. And, and so uh, those are the four that I normally blend together that you name. I normally blend clove, oregano, peppermint, and melaleuca, uh, especially when I'm dealing with, with the COVID. And that seemed to have worked uh, uh, without without flaws. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. everyone that, 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 are, that I've come in contact with, that, that, that uh, doctors have diagnosed that they've had COVID, uh, normally within three, five days, they're back on their feet and running. So we've been, we've been very blessed to have that because all, all four of those oils have antiviral properties. So uh, being a pastor, uh, have you um, uh, been able to uh, continue? Are you on a, are you sheltering in place uh, right about now with the rest of the uh, 80, 80 to 85% of the pastors uh, in the city? No, sir, I, I've not missed a, uh, a service uh, since this started. I've been using uh, uh, these oils combined with uh, checking people temperature, masking, and uh, uh, hand sanitizers, and we have not missed any services and haven't had anybody come down with any sickness. Uh, so uh, I, I'm not sheltered in place. I go out every day. I visit the sick and shut in. I, I just I had a young lady that got, got shot. So I've been in, in uh, Region 1 uh, three times this week and uh, everywhere else I need to be. Okay. All right. So thank you so very much. Uh, they don't have to take my word for it. You're a man of God, you're a man of the cloth, you're a man of, uh, of truth and integrity, and uh, you have used uh, God's medicine for the abundant life, and, and you are living witness uh, through your congregation. And I guess that goes back to a question that was asked about why doesn't the church promote natural remedies of the Bible more? And this is why we are here on podcasts such as this, Crossroads, where North and South meets East and West, where we come to discuss topics of interest uh, by leading men and women. And today our topic is dealing with health and wellness. And so we are going to promote, amen. Uh, And it doesn't mean that we have to, just uh, stand up and shout it, but we have to take uh, the time and whenever the conversation uh, lends itself, we have to put uh, God's word in it and to reassure people that there is a bomb in Gilead and there is a physician here. If you are on the line, if you're on the line, and I know many of us, we have used different oils in the past, and we only thought they were only for one thing. I used to hear on WDIA radio a long time ago, they were promoting all of bergamot, all of bergamot, uh, and it was for, for, for your hair. And I, I just thought maybe that was all it was for until I got to researching and started to understand that God's medicine targets many, many, many 
of our systems. And when they are blended together, it's not one plus one equals two, but one plus one equals many. And so it doesn't take long for the oils to get into our system, into our cellulose, and start servicing our cells. Over the trillions and trillions of cells that we have, they need a boost. And God has provided that through his medicine. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Parrish. Uh, thank you, Bojack. Uh, thank you, Mr. Alphabet uh, and Numbers. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know your name, but I thank you for calling and being a part of our podcast on today. Uh, Mr. P-O-E-T-U-K, Flower has joined. Thank you so very much. And uh, get your uh, get your get your headphones with uh, uh, with Bluetooth and uh, give us your email and uh, we will send you a Dr. Smith will send you a link next week for you to join Crossroads, this episode, excuse me, episode, Using God's Medicine for Abundant Living. Thank you so very much. May God bless you and may God keep you. And if I didn't do as well as you thought, pray for me that I'll do better next time. As you know, we're all in training and I wanna thank you so very much. God bless you until we hear from you or see you next week.